Good morning, good morning, and welcome to Morning Prayer. It's Pastor Maria Murphy, and it is Tuesday, let's see, September the 20th. So welcome in. As you come in, say good morning so I could greet you. I am going to go ahead and check and make sure that we are good. Glory to God. I thank God for his ability today. I thank him for his strength. I thank him that we could come together and pray. Amen. Let me just pull this up, make sure our volume is good. Yep, we're good. So as you come in, say good morning so I could greet you. Bless the Lord. And we'll get started. We're going to pray this morning. Hallelujah. I think we are good. Praise God. All right. Well, it is Tuesday. And this is the day that the Lord has made. We rejoice and we are glad in it. Hallelujah. All right. So this morning, I was reading in Acts chapter 27. Good morning, Rob. God bless you today. Thanks for joining us today for prayer. Hallelujah. I was uh, spending a little time stirring up my faith concerning the God kind of faith that's in us. Amen. Uh, the word of God says that we've been given a measure of faith. Uh, it says that in Romans. Good morning. Happy Tuesday, Ivan. God bless you today. It says in Romans uh, that we have uh, uh, the measure of faith. And so when we talk about that, it also says that we have the same spirit of faith in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, uh, 13. It says that we have the same spirit of faith. So the same spirit of faith that is was in Jesus when he walked here on this earth, that is still in him. And that was in Paul when he walked here on this earth. And I was reading in Acts chapter 27. Remember the story of uh, Paul when he uh, was going to, he was being transported by ship to Rome to stand trial before uh, Caesar. He requested that. And so they were transporting him and he had told them to, you know, we got to do this and that, but they didn't listen. So uh, they they, they went ahead and there was about 276 of them on the ship with them. And so they ran into uh, what uh, the historians say was the worst storm they had ever faced uh, it, uh, up until that point. It was like the perfect storm. Ever see that movie where it just came from every side? So it was like the perfect storm. And they faced that. They, they ran into that during this trip. And so, uh, can you imagine it, it says that on the 14th day, so uh, 14 days of this, uh, just turbulence and all of this on a ship. And so Paul and 276 of them were on this ship. And then when they're facing, they're in the middle of all of this in verse 21 of Acts 27, it says, then as they had eaten nothing for a long time. Paul came forward into their midst and said, men, you should have listened to me and should not have put to sea from Crete and brought on this disaster and harm and misery and loss. So Paul's like, should have listened. <laughs> but even now, I beg you to be in good spirits and take heart for there will be no loss of life. 
among you, but only of the ship. So he tells them the ship is going to be lost. It's going to be destroyed, but not one life will perish. And then he tells them because of this, he said, for this very night, there stood by my side an angel of God to whom I belong and whom I serve and worship. And he said, do not be frightened, Paul. It is necessary for you to stand before Caesar and behold, God has given you all those who are sailing with you. So keep up your courage, men, for I have faith, complete confidence in God that it will be exactly as it was told me. There you go. So he said in one translation, it says, I believe God. So take courage for I believe God. It will be just as he said. And so we see here that 200, about 276 people were on this ship. And Paul was telling them, I believe God. And then further down, he tells them again, uh, go ahead and eat because we haven't eaten. They hadn't eaten in, in days. And so this was on the 14th day. He said, uh, now eat because you're going to need strength. The ship is going to be lost. So we're going to have to swim. <laughs> and But not one will be lost. And, and the last verse there says, uh, so it was that all escaped safely to land. They lost the ship. They, it was, they were, the, the ship just was wrecked and they lost the ship. It ran aground, uh, but every one of them made it safely to land. Good morning, Jean. God bless you. Made it to land. Why? Because Paul had God's word on it. And in verse 25, he said, take courage for I believe God. He was surrounded by 275 other individuals at least. And he, his response was different than their response. Why? Because he had God's word on the matter. He had God's word that said, not one life will be lost. And so he had God's word on it. He received the word. And even when things looked real hopeless and when the other 275 people around him were bracing for the worst, expecting the worst, he was preparing for the fulfillment of God's word. He was preparing for it. He was busy preparing. He told them, eat. Get some strength because we're all going to live. The, the boat's going to be shipwrecked, but we're going to believe. He wasn't sitting in a corner rehearsing worst case scenario. He wasn't over there thinking, okay, well, if that doesn't happen, then we could do this, this, and, and rehearsing all the possible ways that he could, you know, maybe make it happen if God's word didn't come to pass. No, he was not doing that. He was busy preparing for the fulfillment of God's word. God said, not one life will be perished. Not one life will be lost. Not one life will perish. And so while everyone else was expecting and bracing for the worst, they thought this is it. They were sitting in the corner. They weren't even eating. Paul said, no, we're going to eat. We're going to get our strength and uh, we're going to live. We're going to have to work for it because the ship's going to be wrecked. And so we're going to have to swim to shore and stuff, but not one life will be lost. And so he wasn't sitting up in the, in the corner, turning negative thoughts in his mind concerning this situation. What if he wasn't rehearsing the what ifs, 
What if it doesn't happen? What if it was just in my imagination that I heard from God? What if it, what if I was just seeing things? It wasn't an angel, you know, all of that. No, he wasn't. He knew what God told him. So faith, there's a response of faith. And that is the response that Paul had in the midst of storm, the worst storm they had ever faced up until that point in, in, in history. That was the storm he was facing, but he had God's word on it. He had the word of God on it and he didn't uh, allow doubt to come in. He was busy preparing. Faith is proactive and it prepares for God's fulfillment, for what he said would happen. And so Paul's response was one of faith. It says that we have the same spirit of faith. It says, and, and, and it says, I have believed and therefore have I spoken. And so Paul believed it and then he spoke it. And that verse is out of second Corinthians four 13, but he's quoting Psalms in there. He's quoting what the Psalmist said. He said, just like he said, so we can say, and I was reading what he said originally in Psalm 116. We can read what the Psalmist said, and it's in 116 verse 11 of Psalms. It says, even when it seems I'm surrounded by many liars and my own fears, and though I'm hurting and in my suffering and trauma, I will stay faithful to God and speak words of faith. Do you see that? That's what Paul is referring to in 2 Corinthians 4.13 about we have the same spirit of faith as this individual who said it. He said, I'm surrounded by many liars and by many of my own fears and I'm hurting in suffering and trauma, but yet I still stay faithful to God and speak words of faith. Faith is proactive and its response is different than the 275 people around you. Paul had 275 people around him doing one thing and saying one thing and thinking one thing, you know, doubt and unbelief and seeing their lives flash before their eyes and, and thinking, what am I, what's my family going to think? Oh, I wish I had time to send a letter. I'm not even, you know, uh, uh-uh, no, this turbulence is just, no, Paul had a different response and faith will look different than everybody else's response, the response of faith. And so we also have the measure of faith. It tells us that in Romans 12, three, that we have been given a measure of faith. It's the same faith that Jesus has, same faith that Paul walked in. But here's the thing. We are stewards of this God kind of faith. Jesus said it's the God kind of faith. It's the same faith that God has. We're stewards of this faith. And I was reminding myself of a steward is someone who is responsible or has oversight or control or supervision of something. You have the supervision. You are a steward of the faith of God that's on the inside of you. God's not the steward of it. He's deposited it in you, but you are to steward that faith. And so we know what the word tells us. It's the level of our faith is determined by how we steward it or tend to it. So if we want strong faith, 
We want it to be strong on the inside of us like Paul's was. It comes by hearing the word of God and by doing the word of God. We see that in Romans 10, 17 and James 2, 17. And then what makes the faith work? Once we get it in us and once we start doing it, there's something that makes that faith work. And we see that in Galatians chapter five and verse six. It says faith activated, energized, expressed, and working through love. Amen? Through love. We, we might be doing the first part, hearing the word, speaking the word, doing the word. But if it is not activated through love, it's still we're still going to go without. We'll still go without. And so if we're still bitter, we're still angry, we're still fearful, all of those things work against love. They are not love expressed. And so we've got to get rid of, of anger and bitterness. Remember, it says to let go of all those things, to put those behind us. First Corinthians 13, one tells us, I can speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but if I do not have love, <laughs> it's like a clanging cymbal. It's just a lot of noise, but no results, no results. And so I want results when I exercise and use my faith. And so I've got to hear the word, receive the word. I've got to do the word. I've got to speak the word. And then I've got to activate the word of God in my life by loving, by not being bitter towards people who maybe got me in this situation. You know what I mean? By not being angry because I haven't seen what I've been believing for yet. By being fearful that maybe it's not going to happen. I've got to let love just express itself. The love that's been deposited in me so I can have what God says I can have. Amen. And so I should be so busy preparing because faith prepares for the fulfillment of God's word. I should be so busy preparing that doubt can't find me. <laughs> I love it. Doubt can't find me because I'm so busy preparing for the fulfillment of God's word that doubt can't even find me. I don't have time to doubt. I don't give in to doubt. I just continue preparing for the fulfillment of God's word in my life. Amen. So I was reading more in, in, in Luke chapter 12 and Luke 18 about, um, about faith and about how we are stewards of it. And there's great examples in there for us. But I really wanted us to get this today because faith is so important and there's a different response. You know, when you think something's going to go a certain way and you're all woo -hoo -hoo about it and then you get news that, okay, maybe not. <laughs> or, oh, that doesn't look like it's changing. There's room to doubt. But if I'm focused on what God said is going to happen, then I'm so busy preparing for that. I'm preparing for the fulfillment of his word to me. That's what faith does. And so then it doesn't matter what the report is. It doesn't matter what the feeling is. It doesn't matter what, uh, you know, anything around me says the 275 around me. It doesn't matter. Any of that doesn't matter. None of it because 
I'm busy preparing for the fulfillment of his word that doubt and unbelief can't even find me. I'm so busy. It, I'm, I'm unfindable. <laughs> One doubt from doubt and, and fear. It, it can't even find me because I am so busy being about my father's business, preparing for the fulfillment of what he said is mine. Amen. And so that's what we ought to do. That's what we ought to do. Be so busy preparing for what God promised you that doubt, unbelief, anger, bitterness, none of that, none of that can find you. None of that can be in you because you're so busy preparing for what he told you is yours. Amen. And so that's what we ought to do. Get busy, get busy. Maybe we haven't been busy. Get busy preparing for what you're about to step into. Because if you'll do that, God rewards faith. It's your faith that's rewarded. Faith pleases God and it has a reward to it. It has fulfillment to it. So get busy preparing for what's yours because it's coming if you'll receive it by faith. Amen. Father, we just thank you for your precious word. We thank you that your word just gives us faith. Our faith increases when we hear your word, when we do your word, we become strong in faith so we can lay hold of all the promises that you've made to us. Your word is filled with promises to us. And then you've given us specific promises that are based on your word. And so father, I thank you for every word that you've spoken. You said that you watch over your word to perform it. You watch over your word to perform it. And you said your word does not return to you void, but it prospers or accomplishes that which you send it to. And so we have faith in that today. We, our faith is laying hold of that today. And so instead of cowering in fear, instead of drawing back and retreating and being angry and fearful and bitter and stubborn, we let go of those behaviors and those attitudes and those thoughts. And we put on the mind of Christ. We put on your, we take your thoughts concerning what we're believing for and your thoughts say it's ours. It says that if God says it, we can have it. And your thoughts say that no matter what it looks like, no matter what it feels like, no matter what it sounds like, that we can stay in faith and we can prepare for the fulfillment of your word because it never returns to you void. Your word never fails. It never fails. Men will fail us. Women will fail us. Children will fail us. Our boss will fail us. Our family will fail us. People will fail us. But your word will never fail. Your word will never fail. Your word will never fail. Your word never returns void. And so we thank you for that. We thank you for that. We give you praise for that. And the more we talk about the fulfillment of your word and that it never fails, the more our faith comes up, the more stronger our faith gets concerning it. Yeah, I can sense faith arising on the inside of me concerning the situation that's in front of me. And if you'll lay hold of it, you'll sense it too.
I sense the faith of God becoming strong concerning that area of my life as I build myself up in the word of God. I thank you, Father God. I thank you. You said that you give me the desires of my heart. You place the desires in me and then you also place the desires for them to come to pass. And you're the one who brings it to pass. It's not me but it's you. And as I prepare to see the fulfillment of your word in my life, and I stop looking at the external circumstances around it, I stop looking at those. I keep my eyes fixed and focused on you and on heaven. I thank you, Father, that I do not doubt. Doubt can't find me. Unbelief can't find me. Fear can't find me because I am safely tucked away, abiding in the shadow of the Almighty. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hidden away in your presence, Father God. I thank you. I thank you, Father God. I thank you, Father God. And it's a place of rest. Hallelujah. It's a place of rest. It's a place of rest. I thank you, Father, that we find that place of rest, Father God. Oh, we thank you, Father. We praise you, Father God. Untouched, untouched, untouched by fear, untouched by doubt, untouched by anxiety, untouched by worry. But Father, I thank you that we have a strong belief, a strong belief that not only do we believe, but we act on that belief because strong faith acts on what we believe. And so we believe your word today. We believe what you said. We believe that it's coming to pass in our lives. We believe that everything that you said will surely come to pass. And we will not be weary in well-doing. We'll not be weary in the preparation for fulfillment. We'll not be weary in the preparation to receive what you have for us. We'll not be weary in well-doing because we know that we are going to reap what we sow. Hallelujah. We sow seeds of faith. We sow words of faith. We sow words of faith in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 We choose to see what you see. We choose to come up higher so you can show us what you see. We're going to look at this situation from your perspective because we have eyes of faith. We have the same spirit of faith that says, yeah, I believe, therefore I speak. I speak what you say concerning the situation that I stand in front of. I choose to see what you see. I choose to believe what you believe. I choose to hear what you hear concerning it. And I thank you that the angels have gone to work on my behalf in Jesus name, in Jesus name, in Jesus name. Glory to God. 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 I don't have to see it 
to believe it. I don't have to see evidence of it to believe it. Faith doesn't have to see the evidence of it in the natural because faith sees evidence in the spirit realm. We know what God knows. We see what God sees. And so we know that his word is true. And if he said it, that's all that matters. I believe it. And that is settled. It's settled. It's settled. And the more I speak it, I establish what, what has been established in heaven here on this earth. I bring it down to the earth. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It's already done. It's already done. It's already done. Whatever it is, it's already done. Hallelujah. And so we receive it and we prepare for it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm thinking of when a mother is, is at that point of when, uh, what do they call that nesting? When right before you know that your due date is coming and, uh, there's something that happens to a mom and it happens to all of us. You just start preparing. And so, you know, you may have already painted the nursery and everything, but now you're giving even more details. Now you're picking out the outfit that the baby's going home in. And now you're getting the diaper bag ready with everything that you're doing the, the even more intricate details because now it's almost here. You did the other details, the painting of the nursery, the buying of the furniture, the putting it together, but now you're really drilled in and focused on organizing and getting your outfit fit picked out. So you just in case it could happen today, it could happen later on. It can happen tomorrow. And so I want to be prepared. I'm so busy preparing, so busy preparing. And so I'm not caught off guard. I'm, I'm busy preparing. So then every detail is already done. So when that time comes, I'm ready. I'm ready. Preparation time is never wasted time. And so we prepare for what we're going to receive. And when we pray, we receive it right then and there. So we prepare as if we've already had it. Amen. Prepare as if you already have it and be so busy preparing, <laughs> be so busy preparing and listening to the Lord for every step of that preparation, that doubt and unbelief, worry and anxiety can't even find you. It can't find you. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Be encouraged today. Be encouraged today and exercise your faith. It says to pray in the spirit. When you pray in tongues, you stir yourself up on your most holy faith. And the devil has no part in that. He has no part in that. And so he has no role in that at all. And so if you find yourself, you know, getting and stepping away from the preparation and finding doubt coming in just Oh, I thank you, Father. I stir myself up. And then it says to sing to yourself in songs and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. And so you can sing a song of him. Oh, even when I don't see it, you're working. <laughs> even when I don't see it, you're working. You never stop. You never stop working. I'll never stop. I'll never stop preparing. Hallelujah. I'll never stop working. 
I'll never stop preparing for I know that it's coming to pass in my life. I know I'm going to see what you said. Hallelujah. I know, I know, I know. I receive what you said. I believe what you said. So I prepare for what you said. I prepare and I stay in joy. I stay in faith. Hallelujah. Oh, I thank you, Father. I receive it. I receive it. I receive it. I thank you, Lord. It's mine. I have it now. I have it now. So I rejoice and I am glad. I rejoice and I am glad. I won't waver. I won't doubt because I know every promise is fulfilled in my life. I see it. I'll complete everything that you've desired for me to complete. Hallelujah, it is done, it is done, it is finished, it is done, and I rejoice, hallelujah. I rejoice because it's complete. I stay in faith and I receive, hallelujah. We can stir ourselves up. This is how we just stay out of doubt and we stay in the arena of faith. Stay in the arena of faith by stirring yourself up by singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Amen. Hallelujah. Let the Holy Spirit lead you in that and prepare for what God has promised you today. Amen. Have an awesome day in Jesus.